Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Monday, August 28th, 2023. As we begin the final week of the month, today is National Bowtie Day, most famously worn by the likes of Winston Churchill, Fred Astaire, James Bond, as well as former CBS News reporter Charles Osgood, just to name a few. Today is also Red Wine Day, which you likely celebrated over the weekend. Red wine obviously has a long, deep international history dating back thousands of years. And on the food calendar or dessert calendar, today is National Cherry Turnover Day, something else you may have indulged in over the weekend as well. And I hope you had a fantastic weekend, a busy one it was for sure. We lost TV game show legend Bob Barker at 99. Barker started hosting Truth or Consequences, if you remember that show, back in 1956. Then he hosted The Price is Right. Here's the star of the new Price is Right! From 1972 until 2007. I think it's pure entertainment. We don't solve the problems of the world, but we help people forget their problems. With all due respect, what more can anyone ask for in life, right? He had a long fun, and prosperous life. And we had one of the most breathtaking crashes in NASCAR history at the Coke Zero 400, and somehow, somehow, miraculously, Ryan Priest walked away from it. If you haven't seen it, I posted it on my X account. That's at radio underscore Marino. Again, at radio underscore Marino. And I always encourage you to join the conversation on Twitter or X about the content that is in the podcast. Uh, But if you haven't seen that crash, I posted it. You have to see it in slow motion replay to really see the impact of it. And again, it's just amazing. The grace of God, somehow driver Ryan Priest walked away. Meanwhile, Chris Busher won the race and his teammate Brad Kozlowski came in second. About an hour or so up the road from Daytona Beach in Jacksonville, we had a serious injury in the Miami Dolphins-Jacksonville Jaguars preseason game. Wide receiver Daywood Davis carted off the field after about 15, 20 minutes of deafening silence in the stadium. I was there with one of my sons. Fortunately, Davis has since been released from the local hospital and is expected to be okay. Also making national news headlines from Jacksonville was a racially motivated shooting that claimed the lives of three people at a Dollar General store. Florida, the state, and its people condemn the horrific racially motivated murders perpetrated by a deranged scumbag uh, in Jacksonville at the Dollar General store. That's Florida Governor and GOP presidential hopeful Ron DeSantis in a news conference on Sunday. The 21-year-old shooter who killed himself first attempted to get onto the campus of Edwards, uh, Edward Waters University in Jacksonville, which is a historically black college. He was forced off of campus by a security guard who was paying attention, a vigilant security guard. Kudos to that person. And now Florida and the Panhandle paying attention to tropical storm Idalia in the Gulf of Mexico, expected to become a Category 3 hurricane and make landfall this week. Landfall is currently expected along the Big Bend region on Wednesday, and it could arrive at the state of Florida as strong as a Category 2 hurricane. That was yesterday. Now they're saying it could be a Category 3 and hit somewhere closer to Tampa. 
discussion and reaction over the arrest of former President Donald Trump. His historic mugshot, as well as last week's GOP debate, continued over the weekend as well. Let's get right to it. This week, we witnessed one of the gravest injustices of our lifetime, the arrest of President Donald Trump. Forced to go to jail, have his mugshot taken, fingerprinted as if he was some sort of common criminal, all at the behest of the Democrat Party. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, Trump's former attorney, the man who destroyed the mob, also villainized for simply doing his job. These two men single-handedly helped save New York City and the country. When the terror attacks happened, 9-11, Trump was a developer and businessman who immediately went down to ground zero and even paid for recovery efforts. It was a very depressing scene, but I'll tell you what, you really can take heart. These firemen and policemen and the construction workers equally, the courage they have is unbelievable. I mean, they're working, digging out and lifting up steel. And above them, you have 55-story buildings that are very possibly going to be pouring down on them any minute. And they're working like nothing's wrong. I mean, it's they're amazing. Absolutely amazing, everything he's done. And then there's Mayor Giuliani. The year before he became mayor, murders in New York City averaged well over 2,000 a year. By the time Giuliani left office, around 300. A massive reduction, making the city of 8 million the safest big city in the country. Both men helping our, our nation heal when the terrorists of 9-11 tried to destroy us, tried to destroy our way of life, bring us down to our knees as a nation. Now, rather than terrorists trying to destroy our way of life, it's the Democrats. Yeah, I said it. It's Democrats. That's Newsmax host Lydia Serrani on Sunday Agenda and more on Saturday's edition of America Right Now. Welcome back to America Right Now. I'm Tom Basile. The GOP candidates for president, sans one, have now met on the debate stage. And it was enjoyable and at points a raucous debate, even though the questions really weren't that great. And the moderators lost all control, but that's besides the point. A CBS News poll that came out in August found that 9 out of 10 Republican primary voters, 9 out of 10, wanted the candidates to make the case for themselves rather than against former President Donald Trump. And with Mr. Trump absent from the debate stage, they had their opportunity. Governor Nikki Haley schooled the bickering men on the stage on more than one occasion. As the stage devolved into barbs and bad-mouthing, Governor Ron DeSantis seemed to miss opportunities to sound presidential by trying to bring the conversation back to order. Senator Tim Scott, the genial South Carolinian, appeared uncomfortable with all of the bombast and who could really blame him? Sure, there were some good one-liners and a few good, if not obvious, ideas. But all the candidates missed the opportunity to make the point that this campaign is not about Joe Biden. That's right. Joe Biden is increasingly an avatar used temporarily to advance a broader, much bolder strategy. After his horrifically insensitive and nonsensical response to the Maui wildfire tragedy, it is more apparent than ever that President Biden is one fall or mental lapse away from actually not even being the Democratic Party nominee next year. Still, Mr. Biden was mentioned more than 50 times when the candidates weren't haranguing each other about this or that. The true nature of the fight in 2024 
isn't about Joe Biden's record. It's about the movement behind him, about the erosion of our basic freedoms by the radical left that controls Mr. Biden and his party. From speech codes and transcultism to a weaponized deep state that touches every aspect of American life, the threats to our republic go far beyond Mr. Biden's failing cognitive abilities, his border invasion, inflation, and corruption. That's America Right Now host Tom Basile, who says the Republicans need to attack the Democratic Party and its policies, not President Biden specifically. Republicans running for president need to start talking about the deeper, larger threats that we face and how to solve them. It's simply not enough to do, as Governor Ron DeSantis did say, quote, that the nation is in decline and blame Joe Biden's policies. He may not even be the candidate come next year. Then what do you do? And the final question, the candidates were asked how they would restore the perception that America is this shining city on a hill. None of them hammered home that Reagan warned from the early 1960s through his farewell address about domestic threats to freedom from socialists, communists, and those who would upend our basic values. As for former President Trump, he's again focusing on revving up his base of support. He's doing a good job of it, but he too is spending too much time blaming the state of the nation on President Biden and slamming the politicized prosecutions that are dogging him. It's all valid points, but again, what America faces is far bigger than just Joe Biden. As for the rest of the field, waiting for the other guy to just self-destruct isn't a strategy to win a primary, much less set yourself up for success in the general election. GOP candidates, all of them, have a very limited chance to craft a powerful message that personalizes for Americans the threat not Joe Biden poses, but the morally and ethically depraved forces that are attacking the Judeo-Christian foundations of American freedom to supplant it with collectivism. Candidates on the stage, they have to make the case that they can win in November no matter who the Democrat nominee will be. And they need to demonstrate that they understand how the present threats impact real people. You do that and you're in the game. You don't. And this primary is just pointless political theater. Tom Basile, host of America Right Now, Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Many people, whether they support Donald Trump or not, feel like the primary debates are mostly pointless and political theater anyway because of Trump's enormous lead in the GOP primary and the latest McLaughlin and Associates poll has Trump leading President Biden 47 to 43 percent. We also heard from Trump legal spokesperson, attorney Alina Haba. Looking at his numbers, I mean, just his one post on Twitter, what happened with Tucker, it's been a tremendous week for him. Um, it shows his strength and resilience, and you really can't ignore it at this point. The more they hit him, he just comes back up stronger. We know one of the other folks in the case uh, in Atlanta has asked for a quick trial, a rapid trial, which is his right. Um, yet the president probably uh, is less inclined to do that. What kind of time frame would you have in mind? Well, you know, it all depends on the witnesses. We have to we don't have any information when you're in investigation mode um, in grand juries. Those are all uh, not shared, obviously, with the other side's legal team and legal counsel. So at this moment, yes, we are not going to be asking for a speedy trial. I think the defendant was uh, Mr. Cheely, who is. But you also can't force one to do what the other is doing. That's what happens when you have 19 co-defendants and they have separate counsel and their own defenses and their own 
um, angles and, and lawyers that are strategizing. So for our team, no, we are not asking for a quick trial. We will ask for a fair trial when everyone is ready at the appropriate time. Uh, I do not see that happening in the next six months. If you ask me, I couldn't imagine how you could be ready. But, you know, Fannie has uh, high hopes. I just think they're unrealistic and, and ridiculous, frankly. Trump attorney and legal spokesperson Alina Haba on Newsmax. And today, Mark Meadows' legal team is trying to convince a federal judge that the case against him as a former president's aide should be heard in federal court. And many Americans who spent the weekend getting ready to go back to school again were hit with sticker shock. I mentioned this last Monday as well, but the National Retail Federation's July report showed the cost of back-to-school supplies increased by 24% year over year. 24%, a record average of $890 per family, is what folks can expect to spend now on back-to-school supplies. John Glasgow on Sunday Report. So, EJ, $890 for the average family. That's a lot of money. Let's say they make $65,000 a year. That's a big chunk of change. What do you make of this price increase for school supplies? Well, I think this is just part of, of the uh, larger picture surrounding Bidenomics, which is that the American family today is demonstrably poorer than they were when he took office. And I think that's one of the reasons why this administration's talking points on the economy are really falling flat on so many Americans, because they are essentially being told by the White House, don't believe your lying eyes and don't believe your empty wallets. Instead, believe us when we tell you you are better off. But the facts say otherwise. When you include not just back-to-school spending, but everything that the typical family has to buy during the course of a year, you see that the average American family is about $6,800 poorer today than in January of 2021 when Biden was inaugurated. Meanwhile, the president and first lady returned to the White House after a week-long vacation in Lake Tahoe and are visiting a school in Washington, D.C. today. I don't know if they're doing the whole photo op of bringing school supplies with them or if they'll give the chance, uh, the students a chance to ask any questions. That would be funny if some kid said, why are school supplies so expensive, Mr. President? <laughs> then the president will deliver remarks at a reception to commemorate the 60th anniversary of the founding of the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights. That'll happen in the East Room of the White House. Meanwhile, Florida Congressman Byron Donalds of the House Oversight Committee has more on the president. Look, it's not just about the fact that Joe Biden is corrupt and Crooked Joe is corrupt, but he's also inept. He's been a disastrous president. Pick any issue you want. He's been a failure, yeah. except for one thing, and that is moving the agenda of the radical left, Bernie Sanders agenda. That's the only thing he's been good at. Everything else has been a disaster for our country. Couple that with the fact that you do have Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice obstructing justice. That is exactly what they've been doing by shielding Hunter Biden and Joe Biden from any investigations whatsoever. And at the same time, turning all the power and the resources of the federal government pointed at Donald Trump and pointed at other people in the Trump orbit. I mean, you can go back as far as as Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, General Michael Flynn. This has been a consistent effort from the radicals in our government. And this is about the American people doing their job, changing this government so we can get a country of, by, and for the people back 
that actually follows the rule of law. Do you worry, though, I, I, you watch mainstream media, you watch establishment media in this country that still holds on to some level of credibility with a lot of people in this country, and the way they're posing this is this is all so deserved, and, and that this man is such a threat to everything that we have, and he's, you know, they're, they're finally, it's all catching up with him, and he's got all these indictments, he's clearly guilty. Um, do you fear that that's going to work on enough people to actually pull off an election in 2024? No, I don't think so. I think the media has lost all credibility, and they should. They've been losing this credibility for a long time. Yeah. COVID, I think, was the nail in the coffin for them, and now they're only going to make matters worse. Worth, uh, worse. I hope that it was worth it for them. I hope that they made all the money that they needed to, got all the ratings that they needed to. But at the end of the day, it's going to be the it's going to be the job of Republicans. It's going to be the job of Donald Trump as our nominee to get this message out to people, for them to understand exactly what is happening in our country. The big media have been lying to the American people year after year after year. And if you're going to get a successful America where Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Black Americans, White Americans, Hispanic Americans can thrive and, po and prosper, it is not with the Democrats in charge, and it is not by following and listening to the big media mouthpieces. That is Florida Congressman Byron Donalds on with Rob Schmidt. As I mentioned at the open, it's all eyes on Tropical Storm Idalia for the next couple of days. Expected to become a hurricane. It may have already become a Category 1 before you get to listen to this and is expected to make landfall somewhere in Florida sometime on Wednesday. Let's not forget about the people in Hawaii and what's happening in Hawaii as those folks uh, begin, begin to try and pick up the pieces of their lives. Wall Street started off in the green this morning. Hopefully it'll stay that way. A little bit of good news for a Monday. And from the business headlines, Rite Aid, the uh, drugstore chain, is preparing to file for bankruptcy. Don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Spectrum, Xfinity, Dish, DirecTV, Cox Cable, and more. And platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Zumo, Roku, and others. Be sure to download the Newsmax app on your smartphone as well so you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime, and keep up to date with the news. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. Enjoy the rest of your Monday and keep Keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.